Hi, I'm Bashar and you're listening to Skirmish Podcast. This is episode one and joining us today is Will Hallowell, an aspiring young composer from England. If you work in the game industry, then chances are you need an online portfolio to show your work. Skirmish helps you build that portfolio quickly and for free, so please check us out at skirmish.io. Welcome Will and thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Yes, yeah, sure. Great to have you. <laughs> so, well, tell us a little about yourself, you growing up, uh, developing your passion for music, and how you pursued it as a career path. Sure. So I grew up in a small town in England called Camberley, and um, I had a nice normal upbringing, I suppose. Uh, I've always been interested in music. So as a child, I think my parents like really encouraged me to take music lessons. So I started out with the recorder, like most kids do at school, making an awful racket on it. Um <laughs> Then I moved on to taking euphonium lessons and I'm not quite sure why I took that. I think it was my mum wanted me to be in a marching band for whatever reason. And I thought, okay, <laughs> euphonium, that would be a good thing. So I was this little kid carrying around a huge instrument on my back. Um, then I took organ lessons for a couple of years and then finally I took uh, guitar lessons. And so I've sort of stuck with that ever since. Um, what, age, what age was that? So I think I started guitar about 13. Okay. Yeah, 13, 14. Okay. As I as I as I hear it, I'm not a composer myself, of course. But as I hear it, guitar is one of the most difficult things to master. Am I right? It's it would have been a lot easier if I'd become proficient in piano. I think because like, <laughs> piano is all laid out in front of you and everything's okay. nice and ordered, and the guitar's tuned, and then you get to the B string and it's tuned in a different way, and so oh. yeah, patterns don't really work and shapes are all over the place. So it's a bit tricky, but. It's, it, you know, 13, 14 year old. It was a cool instrument to play. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, uh, okay. Uh, at your late teen years, you chose to study guitar at the Academy of Contemporary Music instead of completing your A-level. Why did you make that decision? And how did it, did it affect you? Right. So yeah, I was meant to obviously finish my A-levels. Um, and I'd actually applied to go to the ACM the year after. So do my two years A-levels, then go to ACM. Um, but there must have been a mix-up somewhere. And I don't think it was my end. I'm sure it was their admin end because my application got accepted a year early. Um, <laughs> so, well, yeah, when I got that news, like I kind of knew I didn't want to carry on with college anymore. Well. Um, I was taking, well, I was doing maths, further maths, philosophy, and performing arts. Uh, and I thought playing guitar all day for two years would be way more fun than carrying on with all of that. <laughs> the... Uh, how did it affect you, you think? Like, what, was it the right decision, you think? Yeah, I think it definitely was. I mean, the tricky thing was trying to convince my parents to actually let me go um, <laughs> because obviously they, they had to pay for it and I wasn't doing this <laughs> academic route anymore. But I think, yeah, I, it definitely was the right decision. I think I would have gone straight away after college anyway. So it just it saved me a year, basically, uh, yeah. of doing more maths. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it worked well then. Yeah. Uh, and after that, you studied music online at Berkeley Music College under the Bafton animated Jack Wall, who worked on Mass Effect 2. Uh, yeah. That must have been really exciting. Uh, but do you think uh, studying music online is effective? And what do you think are some of its drawbacks? 
Yeah, I think it's super effective as a learning tool. Um, mm -hmm. You get all the course material in a digital format, and it means obviously, so I'm saving everything to Evernote. I mean, my entire life is in Evernote, but it just means <laughs> okay. that you can then look stuff up. You just type it in, and or oh, there's the course material. It's not like you have a, a textbook which you have to find the right page and flip everything through. Mm -hmm. um, it also means that you can like do work at, <clears throat> at 1 a.m. if you want to. You don't have to do the normal go into school at this time and do that is one o'clock in the morning i want to work on the yeah. course oh, you can do it it's fine so that was pretty cool i think like the only drawback really would like to not being there in person is you don't really get to interact with the other students on the course so okay. normally <clears throat> normally like you'd go down the pub or something you'd go oh yeah, do you want to come out for a pint afterwards and then you'd get to know each other and stuff but yeah online you just sort of there's just some other students taking the course there's not much interaction outside of the sort mm -hmm. of weekly meetups that you do uh -huh. and is there something like uh, instead of public hey orca we're gonna go to world of warcraft playing that girl <laughs> because <laughs> is there anything like that uh, there might there might have been i i didn't get involved in that if there was <laughs> but that, yeah that could have been quite a cool thing uh yeah i guess <laughs> uh okay so going to a college whatever it is a music or regular college takes time and money and i've heard that question being asked before from high schoolers during Game Music Connect, where the girl was asking, shall I spend my parents' money and go waste <laughs> two to four years on college, or shall I just try to learn on my own and go straight for the experience? What um, do you think? Uh, that's definitely a tricky one, because it really depends on your like personal situation. But mm -hmm. I'd say, if nobody's going to get into debt, like if your parents aren't like worried about spending the money, or if it, even if it's your money that you're spending... Um, if you're not, yeah, if you're not going to get into debt, then I'd say it's quite a good idea to go. Because, I mean, you're young, you've got loads of time ahead of you. There's no need to get stuff done like right now. And mm. it'll probably turn out that the people you meet at college, they'll be like your contacts for the next 10 years. You can sort of call them up and go, oh, I've got this gig. Can you um, help out on this thing? So you'll actually have people to do that with. But then obviously the other option is to go straight into the real world. Um, yeah, and see what you can make of that. I think it would take a bit longer because you have to network a lot and obviously learn a lot by yourself. But, I mean, you've got YouTube now, obviously, and that can just tell you how to do everything if you just want to sit there and learn. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's doable both ways and obviously a lot cheaper if you, <laughs> if you don't go to college. But I think <laughs> Definitely. You'd, be missing out, you'd be missing out on the contacts, I think, would be the main thing. Um, mm -hmm. And, yeah, all the people that you meet and can sort of keep in touch with for 10 years, that would be the one thing you'd miss out on. Okay, so are you mentioning that are you still in close uh, contact with the people you met during college uh yeah um I'm, my best friend went to the acm as well and he went a oh, year really? before me i think that was part of the drive for me to go as well i was like oh i really <laughs> want to just go to college and play guitar with him so mm -hmm. obviously still friends with him and then the people that he kind of knew there, drummers and bassists and stuff and yeah there's sort of a little contacts on facebook and things and you can ask them for advice yeah okay that's that's cool uh, so, well, uh, we first met at Game Music Connect back in 2015, uh, and you told me you were trying to get into the game industry. And there was a pattern where most of the composers I met that day were actually trying to get into the game industry. And mm. one and a half years later, uh, how far have you come toward achieving that goal? And what are your <laughs> plans in the future for that? Yeah, uh, I'd say I'm a little further towards the goal. Not mm -hmm. as far as I thought I'd be. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a little further. So I've written music for a game jam 
and I've done a couple of friends video projects um, and I'm in talks with the music library at the moment about signing some of my tracks with them so I'm definitely further ahead than I was uh, yeah. just not on any actual actual games yet <laughs> uh-huh. so it seems getting into the game industry as a composer is a bit more challenging than as a developer where as a programmer you can just download any game engine like unity get something together and quickly then get to call yourself a game developer or game designer even if the game sucks uh for you it's different what do you think are the main challenges uh, that you would face in the industry Ooh, well you're really relying on other people as a composer so you need someone to come along and say yeah i trust you to work on my project so unless you can like create a game yourself you have to rely on this other person to i say to come along you really you have to go find this other person and say hey can i work on your project um so that's the tricky thing but then if you've got the skills so it could be like the guy who made stardew valley i mean it took him four years but he did everything on that so he'd done the music and the art and just that was insane. everything <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's turned out to be this amazing game um <laughs> but for those of us who don't have those kinds of skills i think there's a sort of a supply and demand issue there's lots and lots of people wanting to be composers so it's really just trying to get out there and find someone who wants to hire you and work with you really uh, the, the funny thing is i was uh, in london at a unity event and there was about 100 people i'd say and one speaker asked a question said who's the composer here and one guy raised his hand and he immediately said you're hired <laughs> that, oh, that right. was so yeah and it seems they are that desperate to find composers so i'm trying to oh, see i need to go to those places yeah, actually, yes, you can check it out. It's <laughs> Unity uh, Game Group. I'll send it later. I'll, I'll link it also okay. in the notes. So, yeah, it seems some developers don't know where to find composers. And actually, around that time, I had the idea for Skirmish, where why don't we bring them all in one place to see each other's work? Yeah. Yeah, which is uh, a great idea. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so, do you have any ideas that might make things easier for composers to make it to the game industry? Uh, well, obviously, the website like yours, Skirmish, is a brilliant idea. Um, and I'd, actually, I'm enjoying the Discord channel on there, seeing what they're all working on. Uh, so that's that's quite good. Um, well, yeah, after like the actual music, so sort of getting better at your craft, I think the best thing like a composer can do is to document their journey, really, and just try and get lots of mm-hmm. content out there and go and meet people. So, yeah, any events that you go to, go to like these... I don't know, like EGX, Res, or any video game kind of events and go and just try and meet people and make friends and have a beer with them. I think that's that would be the best thing to do. Uh, one, one of your videos was you placed the music uh, track over an existing game trailer, which to me, uh, non-composer, it works well to understand your style of uh, music. Do you think this type of work could help get you more attention or it's usually among professionals, not the best way to approach them? I think it depends what you want to go into. So I think if you want to get into video games, doing trailers probably, like I did, probably isn't the best way to go about it because people see the trailer and be like, well, you're really good at doing music for trailers. Can you do music for our trailer? Rather than, oh, you're really good at doing music for video games. I think they're two separate things, I think. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. Um, but also, uh-huh. if it's for like a game that's coming out or a new game that's massive or something then obviously like the tags on youtube and wherever else you post it up they're going to get views and people are going to look at that and be like oh cool they'll see the see the music you've done all right 
so have you tried there are many game developer gatherings that happen around London. Have you tried going to any of those to see if it's opening a connection or do you have your own composers gathering? Uh we don't really have our own composers gathering. I know there's one called Game Audio North, mm-hmm. um run by Sam Hughes, the sound architect. Mm-hmm. Uh so they've got one up north because so much stuff is happening in London and nothing was happening sort of up in the Midlands. So they've got their own kind of one up there, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Um I went to my first like game dev meetup in London the other week actually, which is how I got the work on the game jam. Um so yeah, I feel a bit like awkward going to those kind of things because I'm not a developer. So I'm I'm there going, "Oh, hey everyone, you're all making these games and I'm I'm not." Uh but I think like as long as you're there and you're not like it doesn't come across like you're trying to just take work from them and say, "Oh, come on, please, please mm. hire me." Like don't come across desperate, but just sort of like take an interest in the work, I think. Yeah, that can work really well. Um, I go to another meetup like in my town as well for filmmakers and animators. Okay. So that's another quite good one. Okay. Um, yeah, and we're meeting up this week, I think, to talk about... There's a arts festival coming up. So meeting up this week to talk about what we can create for that. So that'll be a nice little project to do. Oh, that's great. I know there is one monthly meetup that happens in one of the pubs in London. I've been to it twice. And it's open for programmers, artists, and even composers. So... Uh, okay. Yeah, I'll send you that later. Maybe, maybe to help. Awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, well, describe your work environment to, uh, for us. Do you have a home studio, and what sort of instruments <laughs> and tools do you use? Oh, I wish I could call it a home studio. <laughs> um, my work environment is currently a large desk in the lounge of my one-bedroom flat oh. with the <laughs> with the PC plugged into a monitor and the TV. So it doubles up as like a nice gaming system um that's good <laughs> but yeah i've got yeah it, i mean it does the job i we are looking to get uh, like a two-bed flat just so i can have a room for music and gaming because that would be lovely you can kind of just lock yourself away yeah. but yeah at the moment it's just it's in the lounge and so my wife right now is in the other room i've closed all the doors keep everything nice and quiet oh um yeah but i've got i've got a few guitars for recording and then i think the rest of my music's all made on the computer so for like orchestral stuff, I'm using east-west samples and sonokinetic um, ostinato strings, which are really cool. And then for for the synth stuff, I'm using Reason. Um, and then I've got a few contact libraries that I'm slowly building up for any other sounds I think I might be missing. And then I just record everything into Reaper. And my monitor speakers, I've got a set of M-Audio BX5As. In case anyone's interested, you might have some geeky people listening going, oh, I wonder what monitor speakers he's using. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, <laughs> well, it's interesting that you can electronically generate music that uh, works maybe close to or as good as real music. I know one lady asked during the Game Music Connect, what do you think of music generated from computers rather than real instruments? And the answer was, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, as long as it sounds good. Yeah. Uh, so you were recently involved in an online game jam as a composer. Uh, tell us a little about that. I know you have your own uh, episode about the thing, so I'll link uh, link to it in the show notes so people can listen to it. But briefly, tell us about your experience. Okay, yeah, it was um, it was a three day uh, game jam for people called Home of Nerds. They were the people running it, and they're like a group of about 1,500, 1,600 developers, and they've got this big Discord channel going. So, yes, yeah, because I went to that meetup 
uh, in London and met one of the guys sort of running the Discord channel. He said, oh, yeah, we're doing this game jam. So, yeah, I joined on that. Um, and I think the main thing I got out of it was like the realization that you can write a lot of music in a very short amount of time. So normally, I mean, I'd write like one track over the weekend a little bit and then work on it for the next two weekends, kind of mixing it. But obviously this was, you have three days and it has to be finished by the end. So I ended up with, I think, about five one-minute tracks in the end. Um, but yeah, yeah, but it's a really good experience. I mean, just chatting with the other guys, seeing how their ideas were developing and then just going back and forth with them, trying to see what they wanted for music. I think it was like a very compressed real-world scenario with a lot of stress and a lot of pressure to get it done on time. Yeah, I was listening to your podcast and I was thinking, <laughs> wow, he's chatting with people online who he doesn't know and he doesn't know anything about the game and he's trying to create music. That must be insane. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think it definitely helps just them going back and forth, showing you, as soon as you get a picture of what the game's going to look like, you go, oh, okay, so it's that sort of thing. It's like a little purple guy shooting other guys. And <laughs> yeah, I think as soon as you've got something, then you can start making music. It's just a bit tricky at the beginning when they go, well, there's going to be some shooting and then like some more shooting uh, go make some music you go oh uh, okay i'll do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so as a composer who's into games tell us about a game that really had the music that captured your heart keeps your emotions moving every time you listen to it what's oh. what would you say that game is so it would be a super old one That's um it's <laughs> it's uh, zelda link's awakening for the game boy and it's a very specific song on there. It's uh, Marin singing Ballad of the Windfish. And it's super simple. It's like, it's just one voice, uh, really, really like haunting melody. Um, but it, it just brings back memories for me of like sitting in the back of my parents' car at night with the Game Boy and just listening to the track. Because obviously in those days, as soon as it went dark, you couldn't carry on playing the Game Boy because it didn't have any backlight. So I'd just sit there listening to the music. <laughs> But yeah, so that one's really stuck with me. It must be really good that you don't st still your favorite after all this time. Yeah, I mean, you listen to it now, and obviously it sounds. It was the Game Boy sounds, so it sounds very harsh and bleepy. But the actual melody's lovely. I think there's some like people have done some nice orchestral arrangements of it and things. And yeah, I like it. Okay, uh, we're coming near the end of the podcast, but tell us about a game you recently played that you really want people to, you would recommend that, like, stop what you're doing right now and go play this game. Oh, I don't know. There are two. I think I'd have to go for two. So there would be All one right. is called Gone Home. And that one is like, if you're into your, I suppose people call them walking simulators, but that one just had such a great plot. It's, you come home and... You're walking through this empty house and the story kind of unfolds in front of you as you pick up different objects and listen to like old cassettes and stuff. So that one, that one's really, really good and an amazing ending and really good soundtrack. And then the other game I'd have to recommend, which I <laughs> tell everyone to play, is one called To The Moon. And yeah, again, that one, amazing soundtrack. 
and it just hits you in the feels. It's like this, it's this old man on his deathbed and his dream was to go to the moon, but he never experienced oh. that. And these two people sort of, I guess you call them doctors, like come into the house and mm. hook him up to a machine and he can experience his whole life all over again and make different decisions throughout it to hopefully get him to the moon. So that's like the Animus from Assassin's Creed or more like VR? Uh, yeah, more like, yeah, it's like the Animus, I guess. I'm trying to think okay. what the other films, um, oh, it's, I can't remember the name of the film now. Um, Jim Carrey film, anyway. Someone listening to this podcast oh. will go, oh, I know the film, come on. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's like that one where they go into his mind and sort of reenact everything. Okay, I've, I've seen Gun Home. I'm not sure if I have it on my Steam library or not, but it's definitely on my list, so I'll yeah. also... Uh, check uh, to the moon awesome uh, okay well uh, we've reached the end well thank you so much Would uh, where can people learn more about you and see more of your work uh, they can follow me on twitter it's at will helliwell with a number one at the end because someone already has will helliwell or they can go onto my website williamhelliwell.co.uk and then I've got instagram and youtube and facebook and all that other stuff so you, they can just search right, for right. Will Helliwell and I'll appear somewhere. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll link it to the show notes then. Uh, and uh, if you're fine, we'll, uh, I'd like to wrap the episode by playing one of your soundtracks. Is that all right? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, lovely. Great. All right. So thank you so much for your time. You've been the guest of episode one on Skirmish Podcast. And I hope we will have you again in the future and you tell us about the games you worked on. Yes, that would be great. Yeah, thank you very much all for right. having me. Thanks, you too. All right.